Over the past month, a handful of major banks each week have had their customers' online account access blocked by a series of distributed denial of service attacks. You got to think that must be taking a toll on the bank reputations with their customers. Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of Information Security Media Group, and I'm pleased to be speaking with Luba Cherbakov. She's a vice president at IBM Security Services and an IBM fellow. IBM just released a new survey of global executives and managers entitled Reputation, Risk, and IT, How Security and Business Continuity Can Shape the Reputation and the Value of Your Company. Welcome, Luba. Thanks for taking time to chat. Thank you. I want to discuss the survey and the impact of these DDoS attacks in a moment. But first off, please define reputational risk. In this study, when we talked to over 400 senior executives, with um, many of them are being C-suite, the way they define what impacts, the forces that impact their reputation are three. One is you deliver best-in-class products and or services. Second one is you engage with your customer, how well you engage with your customer. And the third one, did you become this trusted partner? Do you have the status of this trusted partner? And what was interesting in the outcome of the study to see that the consensus among those who reply that IT risk has impact on all three of this, on companies' productivity, it can manage customer relationships, and ultimately erode trust. So what is the connection between IT security, or should I say information risk management, with an enterprise reputation? What is interesting is that when you think about IT impact on reputation, business continuity failure is one of the most obvious things that people immediately think about. However, what studies showed to us that other IT threats, ones that do not necessarily interrupt your operations, rank as high or even higher than business continuity. In particular, participants, uh, executives put number one data theft and cybercrime as the most serious threat. Uh, this is definitely what is on their minds. And why so? When we look at what CISOs, chief security officers, are asked to protect, it's customer data, and it could be bank accounts, it could be passwords, it could be personal, other personal information, it's financials of the company, it's IP on which company's business often depends, and ultimately it's that reputation, all of them lead to the reputation. And over 60% of responders said put data breach, data theft, and cybercrime over, for example, system failure. Were there any surprises that you found in the survey? Yes, I want to talk a little bit about perception versus reality. And this is the first thing that jumped at me when I looked at the numbers, when I looked at the analysis. There is this mismatch between a company's reputation and the steps being taken to protect that reputation. On one hand, 80% of responders rated their company's reputation as excellent or very good, and then 17% of the same responders said that 
uh, rated their company's overall ability to manage their IT risks as very strong. Another, uh, as we dig into um, uh, numbers more into this gap, as we look at data, one example which I remembered around data breach, 70% of them were very confident or confident about level of protection, and yet only above 30% said they have access to the latest security threat intelligence. So here you see right away this mismatch about their perception and the reality of being managed at risk. Is there a reason why you think there is this mismatch? What's going on in the minds of these people, the respondents? Some of the things that CISOs and those people who are in security are paying attention to more, which their security fundamentals. So good news is that very high percent of them said they have fundamentals in place, such as firewall management, identity access controls, network and endpoint protection. On the other hand, over 40% of them are not doing, for example, penetration testing. I think many enterprises are being more reactive than proactive. And there's another point um, I wanted to make. One thing that the study unveiled, and it's not surprising, Glenn, that IT and C-suite executives in general are concerned about risks introduced by emerging technologies. And what they include into these technologies are cloud, bring your own device, and social media. And there are several reasons why that is. One is an obvious one, less well-controlled than traditional IT that we're familiar with. Second one is we have less experience with it. And the third one is that these new emerging technologies blur the lines between what is professional and what is personal. So all of these pose these new risks and all of them, this concern with how it impacts or can impact the reputation of the company if and when breaches occur. So do you think there's a feeling that there are certain things they can't figure out yet from an IT perspective to how to maintain a positive reputation? There are a number of things that we've seen that those companies who have um, um, healthier posture, if you would, in this area are doing so others can take it as a model to be more proactive than reactive, uh, to be prepared, to invest in development of comprehensive reputational risk management that is linked to your IT risk management, and that includes security, business continuity, and technical support. Another point is on creating organization where IT managers collaborate with other risk managers to create this comprehensive view, comprehensive profile of organization-wide reputation risk and make it very visible to C-suite. Enterprises need to engage in scenario analysis. So penetration testing is one, but when incidents do happen, ask themselves if this happened to us, do we know, are we prepared 
to manage it? Do we know who called him, whom, who is responsible for what? And another point is what we discovered in the study that many enterprises look inside their network, but they fail to assess risks across the whole supply chain. This failure by downstream suppliers can and do impact the reputation of the enterprise. This extended enterprise, I guess. It's absolutely so. And there were a number of examples where um, one of the participants took um, a Canadian company who provides um, uh, power supply, and if their product fails, so does fail services that another company provides and the reputation of both is impacted and both lose uh, business and customer trust. We're chatting in mid-October at a time when online services of major banks are being disrupted by a series of distributed denial of service attacks. How are these attacks affecting the reputations of these banks? We are working with various banks and financial institutions and I think that they face a lot of the same challenges that other industries and not knowing the inside story, I cannot um, talk about specifics, but I think the same uh, findings apply. And um, again, being this, uh, taking this more proactive approach and looking at those people who uh, manage their reputation and the points that we went through. I think applies across the industries. Um, we found in this study that um, recovering reputation is not, you know, several weeks event. It's, it's, it takes uh, month and month, and depending on how uh, enterprises dealing with it. And um, study participants. Um, recommendations um, what we found from the analyzing this data that to be transparent to comment on what has happened what is being done to restore the trust of your clients so it sounds like maybe one of the banks that was victimized by this PNC is doing what you just suggested its president posted a message online to its customers to explain what a DDoS attack is and what steps they were taking to try to fix the situation. Uh, they were rare among some of the other banks. Uh, is what the uh, PNC president did the right thing to do? You know what? It's interesting that you brought social media. I'm glad so. Um, while executives look at social media as a, as a concern, as a threat, many enterprises in that the study showed um, fail to consider it as this amplifier that helps you to restore your reputation. And having this direct, amplify uh, open communication with your client, uh, with your customers, um, absolutely should be part of everybody's plan of how you deal with incidents. Is that important? Many enterprises do business on social media, and uh, maybe even social is not the right sort of descriptor anymore. It's business to consumer and business to business. And if you are not defining what happened to you, if you are not out there talking about what happened to you, how you're getting in front of it, how you're solving it, others will do it for you. And this is a 
very powerful channel by to to exercise by enterprises and studies showed that it is not considered often as part of the overall plan. So in, in this case, PNC is out front trying to define its own reputation or promote its own reputation, not having someone else do it because it's out there being as transparent as it feels it can with its customers. I think using social media along with other channels is the right approach because this is where your um, customers are. Um, This is where your partners are. And this is where people, many people, get their news of what is happening. Anything else you'd like to add? I think it was an interesting study that showed that um, what before was not thought of and maybe was thought that's separate. Um, IT and security risks have increasing impact on what all enterprises worry about, their reputation. And while it's difficult for corporations to to um, maintain their reputation in this digital era with increasing visibility and vulnerabilities, we see that there are many enterprises that have good practices that others can adopt. Thanks, Luba. Thank you very much, Eric. I've been speaking with Luba Trubakov of IBM Security Services about reputational risk. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Eric Chabro. Thanks for listening.